This is a podcast where I dive deep into the Irish housing market. I'm your host, Kieran Mulqueen, and today I'm excited to introduce a brand new style of podcast where I chat with different individuals about their journey towards buying their first home or their own home. This is episode 10 of the Crazy House Prices podcast, but the first in this kind of new style, and it features the hilarious and entertaining comedian Tony Cantwell, who shares his unique experience and insights on purchasing his own home. Tony's an old friend of mine, and in my opinion, one of the funniest comedians in the country right now. I've been listening to Tony's podcast, The Tony Cantwell Hit Show, I think since day one, since it launched. Um, Tony could read the dictionary to me and I would find it hilarious so this is a lively and engaging conversation and Tony tells us about how he achieved success by bypassing the mortgage broker altogether and going directly to the bank and he shares a really interesting tale of outbidding a cash buyer which is rare uh, to secure his home all while managing to go sale agreed from first viewing within just five short weeks so sit back and enjoy I just want to pause the podcast for a moment to talk to you about a company called Beat the Bank. So the stress of organizing mortgage protection just got a whole lot easier with BeatTheBank.ie. This amazing Irish company offers the guaranteed lowest price for mortgage protection in the country. And it's not just for first time buyers. You can switch your own mortgage protection anytime and enjoy the benefits of their market leading discounts. I, along with hundreds of my Instagram followers, have used Beat the Bank and the feedback has been amazing over the last 12 months. With their 100% end-to-end digital experience, quoting and applying for mortgage protection has never been easier. You can get a quote in seconds and apply in minutes without the hassle of unwanted sales calls or any paperwork. So visit beatthebank.ie today and protect your mortgage with ease and peace of mind. Beat the Bank saves you time and money on mortgage protection, whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to switch. They've also just launched income protection and life insurance on the site too. And if you have a house or are renting and are planning to buy, you need to consider protecting your income. So check out beatthebank.ie. Now, back to the podcast. I'd say you'll be shocked at how interested people are in the story of buying your house because it's something that people feel like they can't do. You know, they feel like it's impossible. They're not able to do it. So to be able that's to... definitely that's definitely what what we felt. And mm. what's so weird about it is, I kind of thought I thought it'd be like a you know a passing interest. I'm like I'm only interested in this whole gaff thing because I'm getting my gaff now. I have the gaff and I'm still like fucking walk stop and buy like sorry i don't mean to be swearing so much this is not this is <laughs> this is your your pod not mine um but walking by like estate agents and looking at the prices of the gaffes and ca- i'm still on daft like i have the gaff i can't believe that this passing interest is still kind of lingered you know what i mean yeah yeah i know wild anyway, i didn't do a proper introduction there so uh thanks for thanks for this tony <laughs> You're welcome. And I just think it's a fascinating subject when people can buy their own house and especially someone who's self-employed. So we might just kind of run through start to finish uh, and hopefully uh, you can add a bit of humor to it because my podcast is probably the most depressing podcast in the Spotify charts. (laughs) But uh, I think people... I I even find when you post stuff online and you're like, ha, 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 can you believe the girl on this, like, you know, or the the cheek of this landlord? But it is the saddest thing you've (laughs) (laughs) 
and like there's emojis can go so far but, but it is like you know it's oh it's bleak bleak out there and that's like, if you want to see my dms fucking hell and it's years of it it's yeah it's very depressing but anyway this is yes. a more positive a more positive episode <laughs> uh right talk me through it how when did you when did you start looking seriously start looking because i know most people would kind of browse but then you know you're really serious about it when you actually start like you know getting your pay slips together or whatever and and talking yeah. to a mortgage advisor so when did you start looking properly well i mean this is something so this is i mean properly looking you know within the last you know within the last six months um before that though it was um like 10 years we've been wanting to get yeah <laughs> and, I was, and i was i was staying in we lived in london yeah. and it's probably good we didn't get it then because we would have ended up setting up roots in london but um like I was in the sales job and I was in it and I was trying to move up the rungs to inflate my earnings to get a more to be able to get a mortgage, you know. Um, and actually, I was I was in this job and then I remember like I think it was ten years ago. I got sacked at Christmas from this sales job and I remember the first thing thinking was like I'm not going to be able to get a mortgage. It was the first it was like ten ten years ago mm. and then eventually I found this other job and I'd put comedy. I'd actually put comedy by the wayside because I was like they're not gonna like they're not, I'm not gonna be able to get a gaff. If I'm, you know, I want to set up a family. I've met someone I love and I want to grow a family with, the, you know, this person, my wife, Terry. And there's no way I'm going to be able to do this comedy thing. So it was like, it was, it was gaff. Like the gaff is like the, the waypoint and it, mm. it affects so much of your, of your decisions, you know. And, totally, totally. And, and, and like your, your opportunities and your freedom, you know. Yeah. Um, and then when I actually moved, we moved back to Dublin and I was, um, you know, let go from that, from that job just because I tried to work remotely. And this is before COVID, before there was kind of like systems of working from home and all this. It just wasn't working out. And then when I got sacked from that, again, the thought was, how am I going to get a gaff, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what I'd been told was that you need three years of accounts as a self-employed person. I think it's actually two yeah most most do two years some do three but most are kind of yeah doing two years so that's the thing like and i'm always banging on about because i come from a family of of entrepreneurs hence why i became a teacher because i saw how difficult it is for them (laughs) um but it's it's really tough and it's almost like you're you're treated like you're some sort of leper or something in ireland by by lenders when you're self-employed you have to you have to jump through so many hoops so how did you find a more by the way six months like must be a record so fair play on that that was going from like sorry go on yeah well I'll, i'll shrink that even more so from when we actually started from when we were still in the process of being kind of mortgage approved from when we actually found our first from sorry from so from when our first viewing to when we bought was five weeks wow so that's so that's that's even more you know incredible that that we we were so lucky because it was um but i can get onto that in 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 a second and and actually you know moving in and the actual Mm. buying process but um in terms of looking, you know, I assumed because I was self-employed that the regular banks weren't, you know, open to me. That I heard Ulster Bank was good for self-employed kind of people. And then I was at, you know. They left. <laughs> and, then when, and then when they left, I was like, all right, that doesn't seem like, you know. And then you, so then we went through a broker um, and we were trying to go with, there was a couple of options. I don't even know. And I'm so glad actually as well that my that my memory of even the ones that we didn't go with has jettisoned from my mind. My mind completely. <laughs> Completely freed of that information was like that is and you know that is just you know porn I need to delete on my hard drive that's just gone now do you know what I mean I don't need that in my head anymore <laughs> so um but I don't remember who was with a broker and that was a kind of that was proven to be a lengthy process of a lot of back and back and forth getting all our ducks in a row and then eventually my dad just said have you not just tried a- AIB and I'm like gonna do like you know they're not gonna have me do all that and I did do AIB and it was probably the easiest it was the, that's when things started getting easy 
was when we went with AIB. You and know? you went direct then instead of using a broker? We went direct instead of using a yeah, broker. Yeah. We were doing the broker and the broker was lovely. And, you know, um, I've kind of ghosted the broker now. Because <laughs> they're like, what's the story? You, you still moving in? And I'm like, I don't want to talk anymore about that. <laughs> I'm I've, I'm fulfilled, you know, romantically now, and I don't want this you know, relationship anymore, uh, lady broker. Um, <laughs> but like the brokers are good, and they the broker had basically helped two of my mates. Mm. Now, what? Sorry, I don't know. If I'm jumping all over the place, and how you normally do this, you know, in order. But the reason we went with a broker is two of my mates had got this broker based in Fairview and really sound um, dude. And but I think why why they wanted a broker was for I think I think a, an adult man just to be like get your affairs in order, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you look at this Revolut, what are all these costs? They And what they liked was essentially this drill sergeant of a mentor figure, you know, to kind of whip their accounts into shape. Yeah, and yeah, so they yeah. were almost like viewing this person like some Chuck Norris of finance, you know, where they're like, he came in here, he kicked my ass, you know, but got our affairs in order. Um, well, you're obviously following me so long that you just knew what to do anyway. That's yeah, the- <laughs> yeah. There you well, go. Yeah, well, I did. Well, I, well, I, I did. Like, it genuinely helped. And um, I remember saying to Terry, I was like, "We're, I'm, I'm like, I have a feeling that this is going to be an easy process because I'm jammy. That's the thing as well. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I have. I'm just jammy. Like, I land on my feet. Right. I'm like, I'm like that too. So many times, but I, <laughs> you know, but I just tend to be jammy maybe that's just my outlook or whatever but um i would like i was planning to do your thing of going door to door in mm. the area that we like and to be honest this estate that we ended up in would have been the first route that we would have been walking through you know um to to kind of go door to door and ask yeah yeah there anything selling unreal in the area. and did you go north side or south side are you like me did you did you did you cross the liffy i crossed i crossed the liffy yeah, yeah same no, yeah i left left marino and it's amazing what uh, women will do to you isn't it it's mad isn't it yeah <laughs> But I was also, I don't know, I actually kind of, the reason I, I chose Southside was I did Northside, you know, I did Northside for 22 years, you know, and then I, or 21 years, and then I moved to London. And then when I came back, I just didn't want... You completed it. Go back. Yeah, I did it, completed me. Yeah. <laughs> got the trophy, got the platinum on that, and uh, I just wanted a bit of a change, and I felt like moving back to London, if I moved back to the Southside, it was like a different town, and it kind of is. Well, it's it's all kind of the same now, like everywhere, there's loads of nice places to eat, but when I left Dublin, it was like 2008, 2009, a panini was like fine cuisine. Um <laughs> need to actually bring back paninis. I love paninis. I don't know where they've gone. That was a big trend for a while. Everyone's moved on to sourdough bread. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I've moved. We moved Southside. And um, but anyway, sorry. I want to get back on on track. I suppose. Well, yeah, ask me another question about the, the process there. <laughs> well, you well you went direct because I I would always like you said I would always recommend people try a broker if if it's their first time applying for mortgage because there's a lot of shit you just don't know. But I guess it's not it's not the most complicated thing in the world either once you kind of know what you need and what paperwork you need and stuff so so i do hear people having success either way so it's great that worked for you you got your mortgage you got your mortgage approval and as a self-employed person an entrepreneur uh an award an award-winning comedian um you you you, so you had three years of accounts and what did they do then they took the average of all three years they did um I mean, they so they they took the average of the three years, and then as well, they weren't going to take this in terms of. So they 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 also wanted. I mean, I, you forget you're actually speaking to humans. You know, that's a huge part of this is that there are humans who make this decision. So anything you can throw at it in terms of even character references, work that you have coming in, it's not going to change the you know the amount. It's not going to change you know, the multiplier, the 3.5 multiplier of the actual mortgage, but it will, you know, they can bet on you a bit more in terms yeah, of the yeah. proven 
approving the mortgage you know well they want to give they want to give mortgages like so like the 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 mortgage advisor you're dealing with in the bank they're not like a goalkeeper trying to stop you from scoring they want they basically want you to give them as much info as you can so that they can then give it to the underwriter being like look he's a funny guy i can't see him not being funny next year i think we'll be okay and 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 all the rest so but what about terry um without being too invasive does she is she self-employed or does she no no she works and she works you know in the in the civil service so that's oh, yeah. kind of that helps you know, as well yeah we've got two ends of the you know mm-hmm. most most reliable and least reliable and then yeah. hopefully we balance somewhere in the middle there you know perfect so so she had that working for us what we also found was really beneficial with it doing with aib is that because we bank in aib when we had to do the broker we had to give them everything we had to go through absolutely oh yeah they had all your stuff yeah and then because you know we were going back and forth and things have started just working through emails like not a lot of people like since covid people just do kind of phone calls and you know they're used to that and it all with through email but when you're getting an email back and forth and you get an email back and it comes in at four o'clock and you're wrecked from the day and you got the kids there and it's a big list of all the stuff you need that just goes you're like i can't even think about putting that list together right now <laughs> and then when you actually do eventually by the end of the week get that list together for a broker all of your account stuff is out of date and then you have to go back into your aib app or whatever it is ask for your accounts again and then everything so there was a huge process there of stuff being out of date you know and then the other mortgage providers that they were looking for um which actually changed a lot like with the like um i don't remember the names of them but like they were changing basically each week as the interest rates were going up yeah you know and then we were told that it was you know it was going to be like six months to be even looked at for approval for some of them you know uh to be underwritten like six months just to even be seen, but we want to get on this one because it has a lower interest rate. But then by going with AIB, we ended up saving like, you know, a percent, a 1.5% on interest rates as well. And with AIB then, as it worked out, because they had all of our accounts, they just didn't, they didn't even request, they didn't request anything other than just, you know, my earnings, um, you know, backed up by an accountant, really. That was it. That was the only kind of thing that they needed to see, you know. AIB need to be sponsoring your uh your podcast <laughs> they do they do um they backed brave yeah <laughs> so then so you went down the kind of traditional route and you saw a house online you started bidding or whatever were, were you in a bidding war or were you the only person bidding did you buy like an oh is it fixer upper or what what's the story so we we had notions originally so like so i will also say like i and i do want to highlight this because i do think it's important we have been able to like save a lot because we basically stayed in an apartment owned by my father-in-law and we saved a lot you know we uh, you know he did it at a fairly you know decent price and um, would be much lower than the rent that of anywhere you know in in the area so we were able to save as we did that you know um and we even had thoughts of at some point kind of buying those you know this apartment but that they did require a good bit of work you know and looking into planning permission which we did look at for a while because we were kind of thinking with my self-employed status um would it be possible to even get a mortgage you know we were thinking of all different types of thing calling in every favor that we could to get a, a loan and everything but having looked at all those kind of all the building work that had to be done and getting quotes and then those quotes going out of date and then getting new quotes, seeing the prices just going up and up and up. It was just terrifying. The idea, I think that idea of getting in somewhere, finding a fixer upper and doing it up for even a hundred grand is gone. That's just, I might come back, but like, I think you're looking at 250 grand minimum to do 
you know the baseline of any kind of work you know you're mm. kind of paying the you're double double the price so we we really didn't want to go for anything we'd have to fix up terry was very wise beyond the years to be like no that's going to cost us way more than you think you know down the line so i mean again we're fairly jammy like this it was the, the second viewing that we went to we saw the gaff this gaff that i'm in right now and we were like oh we'd and we hadn't really even been approved for the mortgage yet um you know well we actually no we were only approved that week we were approved that week and then we went to go view the property and we were like this is the one doesn't need the work we want to get done up it's a lovely estate you know it's quiet it's in exactly around the corner from where we are right beside the crash right beside the schools that we'd already picked out ahead of time you know schools was always at the forefront yeah. uh, of, of of that decision um so like so then we were like all right how do we make this work and it was it was beyond what we had saved yeah. and we were trying to like okay called everyone so we just called everyone we called every family member and asked if we could you know if we could get a loan you know if we could if we could get a gift you know we were lucky enough to have parents who had savings and they were able to say okay well look we can give you and it wasn't much we had saved a good chunk of the deposit you know yeah it was a percent but it really helped us get over you know uh, up to the line we wanted to to get so then we put in the bid literally that day and this was like oh my god we're really doing this here like it was really yeah <laughs> it's a mad like, feeling isn't it it's mad like it's like yeah, that yeah. kind of like you just step out now and you're like all right now this is really vulnerable i actually really want this and actually i'm going to be really upset if i don't get it yeah um we called in every favor and then we put in a bid and and the bidding process was weird i thought like i assume you know bidding process is like you know like a disco you know make yourself as <laughs> make yourself as clear as possible that you wanted it and then you'll get it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually is well that's how i was so unsuccessful at disco is what it is is to make sure you don't really want it it's the same it is the same kind of bargaining but for me it's like i love you Do you want me? will you take me you know so we bid then they came back with a counter bid two days later we immediately came back with a bid thinking that would be even though everyone told us not to do that Mm. we went back with a bid um, because we thought oh well if we just go back straight away they're going to think it might scare the other bidder away and all this kind of shit that you too keen to you're too keen yeah too, well yeah, that's yeah. the thing that's, that's mm. what everyone told us is you're too keen you know and that we also don't know how the estate agent is ferrying this information in mm. fact I don't even know if I believed that there was another bidder and everyone told us this being I like, was just about to say that now know, that you're in the house bid. Not to ruin it for you, but you reckon, yeah. Well, this is why. So, so we were bidding back and forth for a while. They they seem to be taking two days every time, and then we were taking a second <laughs> to bid back. You know, and again, every time we bid, it was like having to also make another phone call to someone else to yeah. work out. Like at the moment, we're in a kind of situation where we have gifts and we have loans and we have kind of things we're going to have to gradually kind of pay back. Mm. You know, baked in to our mortgage payments as far as we're concerned. Um, and it'll be a while since we when we pay everyone back. But um, and a second we set of crash fees. Yeah. Ex- oh my god, the crash fees. <laughs> it's like having another gaff. Yeah, it know? actually is. It's another it mortgage. Is. Yeah. Sorry it's to ruin your. Yeah. No, but it, it, it like finding a good crash is part of it. Like it's kind of why we bought a gaff around the corner from the crash which is insane you know we bought a gaff around the corner from the other gaff we're paying every week um but anyway so then i eventually was like i'm just gonna ask like he asked to you know he might tell me what the story is and i'm like who and i said who he's like do you want to bid again and i was getting up far beyond what we we could afford and i said um who is the other bidder like can you just tell me who the other bidder is and the estate agent goes well he's a father buying for his daughter and he's paying cash 
Oh, what? what? Like, so you're telling me that there's someone who's having to say back to his daughter, you know, honey, you know, they've gone up, you know, daddy, are you sure you can't buy me? Like, that, this whole dynamic, what? So he's going to disappoint his daughter. And if he has this sort of money in cash, mm. then we have a hope. Like, we're literally straining every single resource that we have, you know, yeah. uh, to get this. So I said, all right, whatever. And I just, I didn't, we didn't even give a bid. Jesus. Then, um, then my daughter was born. And we were like, um, you know, in November. And we're like, look, I'm not even going to entertain this. We're not even going to look at this yet. But your man kept coming back. And he was like, do you want a bid? And I'm like, ah, whatever. And I was kind of like a bit like <laughs> a bit stale with them. And I was like, no, like I'm not even getting back to them. You know, this. Yeah, getting annoyed at them. I was getting thick with them. So the was... agent was getting back to you being like, here, I haven't heard from you in a while. Do you want to yeah. try and counterbid this cash buyer? Yeah. And yeah. was this above asking price at this stage? Yes, this was like, yeah, yeah. you know, we're now like 15, 20% above asking price. Jesus. Point, you know, Fuck. and it's, you know, well, from the, what the, what I know the original asking price was, yeah. the original asking price. Now we jumped in while there was a bidder, mm. you know, I think this guy had outbid someone else, apparent again. You know what I mean? Right. All this, you know. Um, so then I was like, all right, look, this is this is the, like the last number. And it was up by like, you know, maybe five grand or something like that. It was up five five grand. No, maybe even. Yeah, it was five grand up. All right. And then we got a call the next week saying we had it, but they backed out. I'm like, like, what is going on here? Something a bit fishy, you know? Now, I mean? this, this is this is my biggest issue with mm. the property market in Ireland at the moment is, like, you go out and you buy a stake. You can tell, you can cut a piece of that stake off and send it in to the government. And they're able to tell you right down to the reg of the truck that brought that cow yeah. to, the, to, to the abattoir. Yeah. Like the transparency buying a, a 10 euro steak or 15 euro steak or whatever is mm-hmm. outrageous. There is like nothing. You're, you're just going off of some estate agents yeah. whim uh, and word that there is another bidder. Now, I will caveat that and say fake bids, although they do happen and I hear about them all the time, they don't have an all the time or that often because it's a big risk that a state agent can technically lose their license although i've never heard of any agent that has lost their license for it even though if good few have been caught however you it's very rare that somebody who is mortgage approved beats a cash buyer in in a bidding war because usually they're able to just buy straight away but there's no transparency that's why like the online bidding i think is a much better system because one you don't have to make a phone call the agent doesn't have to ring three or four people each time and i know look this podcast is sponsored by daft and they've launched a new thing where you can bid online and all that and whatever but it is actually a much better system because then you actually know there is actually another bidder here Mm -hmm. that i'm that i'm against not and and it's not just an email or a phone call from the estate agent being like here uh mr o'brien with 700 grand uh has has just said bid you again buying a gaff for his daughter oh my god so yeah, somehow you won anyway somehow somehow we won and like i mean i, I kind of thought it was a bit fishy anyway because even when we gave the first bid you know that was up from the, you know whatever the current bid was you know this guy this estate agent who was fairly fairly robotic you know which i didn't like as well to be fair i'm a very emotional guy <laughs> yeah. you know i'm a very emotional guy like i want him to be like i want to be wined and dined like pretty for, like i worked in sales right and i didn't get much commission but for the commission i got i guess what i'm now your boyfriend i'm now your partner i'm your lover because i'm getting whatever 0.5 percent of this very small <laughs> SaaS business sale you know yeah but these guys like what 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 commission do you think what's the average commission estate agency it's usually between 1.5 and 2 percent usually around 1.5 percent of the purchase price like and that just shows like when we were viewing for other gaps there was estate agents like showing up late 
big load of people queuing outside the door, you know? Like, like this is a serious wedge of cash. Yeah. And all they're doing is like, sometimes they don't even print out the, you know, oh, well, look, you can scan the QR code if you want like a little pamphlet or whatever. Like, you know, I, I, I had my backup from the very start. Terry was like, you need to calm down. <laughs> but I honestly think like when you're, like, think about what a waiter gets in terms of a tip and yeah. for the amount of service and the amount of, like, how are you, how's your day? It just is shooting fish in a barrel for these estate agents, you know? This guy wasn't dodge, you know? I didn't really get a dodgy vibe off him, but I really wanted to be, like, kind of winding nine. But he did, So his robot face did kind of make a little, huh? when uh, when I gave him the original asking price. And he was like, thank you very much. That's great. That's very good. You know, he's trying to hide his enthusiasm kind of thing. So then when I was thinking about that moment and the fact that this is a cash buyer, the reason that I think, this is the reason that he gave anyway, that they went with us is that they wanted to move quick and we weren't locked into a kind of um which i'm assuming for cash you know yeah but ca- cash is way quicker because he doesn't even need to rely on the bank's valuer then coming out to value it yeah. he's not they're not waiting on on lo- on drawdown or anything like that it's literally yeah. next day if you have to if the solicitors just do the rest 100 i i was thinking maybe you know maybe if this is a guy who maybe the estate agent this is my theory if it happened. My actual theory is that it was all bullshit. <laughs> but my, my secondary theory is that I think maybe the guy who was paying cash had been asking a lot of questions, had been maybe looking to like get in with the cash bid and mm. then was maybe looking to, I don't know, like shake down for a few things or whatever like that, or would just been would have just been a nuisance in a while, or maybe maybe the cash hadn't been freed up. Yeah, maybe he didn't have maybe he didn't have the cash. Yeah, maybe he didn't have the cash. You know, or or he bought something else. But anyway, look, but all that aside, you managed to get it. So I don't want to I don't want to like you know because it's a it's a massive deal when you get those keys. It's a great feeling and stuff. So. Yeah. It's probably it's not probably not worth you know dwelling on it too much, and maybe we can just assume. No, well, I'll that. tell you what, I I will tell you something I will dwell on. Right, <laughs> I got, we got the keys. They, well, they didn't give me the keys on the day. So the day the solicitor called and all this, so they were, so like all the solicitors been done, and then they had to chase up their solicitor. They couldn't give us the keys, right? So it was like on the day we closed, and they wouldn't give us the keys. So we had to wait to the next morning for our solicitor to call their solicitor and like whip them into shape or whatever. So that was a bit annoying, you know. Yeah. Like, can you not even just give them to us? Like, what are we going to do? Like, get the keys the day before? Like, start squatting? <laughs> no way you're just gonna like get it back so i was annoyed with that and then yeah. or like and then oh so just come to the office and pick up the keys excuse me pick up the keys give me the keys <laughs> bring them in a stretch hummer with some moe for the amount that you're getting for this like i couldn't believe it like pick up the key in an envelope put it in a little box a little velvet box like does anyone not get it's just a dime a dozen for them like isn't buying a house is a highly emotional thing and even just like a flower <laughs> like a daisy with the key, a balloon with the keys attached like there was no there was no pageantry to it. It is just so a dime a dozen and just a money spinning operation. It just shows like I mean I just when people really need the service, then the, then you know the, the it's there. You know, when people when people need the you know the money, the, the service is there. So I just couldn't get over that, you know. But anyway, we moved in. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and you love and it. It's great. And I love it. I do love it. And like and it's it, it's it's a way well, I love this calf. Like I've um you know, I've already I had a dream where I was home like you know when you have a dream in your home like for years that was my gaff in like you know on Griffith Avenue like I was yeah, just yeah. whenever I still and I was like moved out of there when I was like 14 or whatever but like whenever I dream now when I dream of home it's this gaff it's mad like it's 20 years on and it's now this is the ho- the home reference point in my dreams you know um, it's great and, it has, it's everything we need and maybe if you think about it from the point of view is of let's say what you paid for it if that was the asking price and you went in straight away and you you said yeah look i'll give you the asking price and then the agent was like yeah deal like you would have been happy so let's mm-hmm. maybe put that kind of spin on it but sure it is yeah <laughs> he's fuming <laughs> no 
I just think, I just think, like you know, I know, I get look, mate, I get, I'm, I yeah. get these stories in every day. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really horrific. It's, and it's why we ended up doing what we did because I couldn't yeah. deal with bidding wars and estate agents any longer. I was just like, I don't, I don't, I just don't trust this whole process. So I need to just mm-hmm. take that problem and remove it from the whole transaction and it worked well but look that won't work for everyone but you're in there you love it you got the house and everything's going well i assume you, and you're lucky you don't have to do it up because i did as you what, what you said yeah. um you couldn't do uh, that's what we did we bought a house when prices were you know on their way to peaking and then mm-hmm. renovated the whole thing like back to the bricks uh and redid the whole thing at a time when material costs were probably at their highest uh but i got mates rates desi desi you know des and kev oh yeah desi sparks yeah desi did did all the electrics and kevin carroll did did all the build work for me and then i had a retrofit company and stuff so i did okay like you know but uh yeah the prices are insane so you're in the house talk Mm. us through talk us through that kind of you're an emotional guy talk us through the feeling of when you eventually got the keys (laughs) and you calm down (laughs) no like the thing is like i i kind of like get a buzz off i get a real buzz off just like kind of highlighting how how far things are from where they should be and yeah i'm the same yeah you know i like i it was nothing but complete satisfaction and joy as far as like you know me the kids and my wife was concerned you know um and so we get the keys and it's just like we i remember every time we went to go view the house we were like wrecking the head of the other like of the estate agent because we didn't want to leave you know it's just it's just um we would just be like looking at everything measuring everything you know like and just getting so excited and i and i really hope that this feeling <laughs> it doesn't down i'm sure it will and i'll get complacent with the whole thing i'm a firm believer that like looking forward to something is always better than actually the thing itself but this is pretty sweet like i'm waking up every morning and i'm just like just breathing you know a, a bit of fresh air you know and i also thought that there might be some sort of i don't know like this not dissatisfaction but a kind of like you know i feel like i just come back from the moon like i'm neil armstrong and you know I thought he'd come back and be like, no, what what now? <laughs> I've been to the moon. But like, no, like you get it and then you love it and it's <laughs> it's great. And I feel bad as people that probably listen to this and I understand why you want to be conscious of that because I feel like, you know, I don't want to sound like a choosy, choosy beggar and all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, but it is, it is, it is great if you can get it and just kind of call it your own. Like I'm looking at the back garden and I'm like, need to get rid of that. Need to yeah. get rid of that bush. Never thought I'd be into that sort of power. Need to get rid of that bush. Going to cut that. Like I'm excited about on Sunday cleaning up all the leaves. Yeah. What? We talking about that's insane but i'm looking forward to it like picking up every single one of them leaves and put it in a bag listen to a podcast you know that's um, yeah well that that is that's the whole part of it and that's the dream that sold us you know from a young age and especially as irish people maybe it's like i always think it's it's a hangover of being colonized for centuries is that mm. you know we we want our own little piece of of the country and our own little place that that we own and we can go out and pick up the leaves or not pick up the leaves if you want to i i don't think you should pick up the leaves because it's good for the grass it's better for biodiversity and all leaves are like rotting leaves are like the best fertilizer for grass leave them yeah leave them okay great perfect come summer they'll be gone and then your soil will be more enriched and leave your bush leave your bush as well because that's good for the little birds and the bees and stuff as well so well actually funny you say birds because i was thinking there when you were saying that like a bird has like the brain size of like a peanut right Mm. but 
yet it still will, you know, make a nest, be preen and proper with it, especially if you're like a bird of paradise, you know, literally like take a take a leaf to sweep up the dust to make a perfect little ring that's just their own. <laughs> I love like, that I'm, video, yeah. It's I love that. It's yeah. unreal. It's the most amazing that thing ever. And then there's a little yeah. dance in it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so if yeah. a bird just wants to make a nice place to do a little dance in, it's just like how how necessary is that in terms of our evolu- like evolutionary, like like I, I, I my heart breaks because I've had such a cushy deal for a, for a while. My heart just breaks for the amount of people that I see that have to just move every single time on know, the yeah. of a landlord and have to move. And, and they're they're always like one foot in their home. Like they're, they want to just completely just, you know, lay all the weight on the ground, just sit there, sweep a little leaf, do a little dance, you know, and and they don't get that opportunity. So like like uh, the ex- the expectation of that relief, I thought would be like inflated and not real, but it, it is, it is, it does match up to what yeah. you want it to be you know what i mean totally and and we're in a similar position to you like and i'm like you in terms of i'm very jammy i always land on my feet mm-hmm. um but there is that like and it's something i'm very conscious of because i hear it every day i see it every day is that that those people that don't have that security and especially as a teacher i see it with a lot of the kids they don't like can you imagine now you've two kids can you imagine now the thought of you just getting a phone call tomorrow being like right you need to go you're out of the house mm-hmm. find somewhere else to live um the eviction ban is up in march find somewhere else to live within the next uh two months uh thanks and good luck and then you're on after you're trying to find places and you're looking like to, for something big enough for you and your two kids you're looking at three four grand like so it's insane yeah so that it's just that feeling so i guess the whole idea of this is people are listening it's possible and it's very rare that people can win in a bidding war against the cash buyer so well done to you that's phenomenal and thank you it is it's it. doable it's you did it it's possible <laughs> and uh, it's a and it's a great feeling when you get there but then also you know yeah. we are aware of how tough it is obviously uh, anyone that follows me i think i think they they understand that that i'm very aware of that and and uh it's something I bang on about all the time. And it's, mm. it's you know, it's always in the news. It's everywhere. Um, Rory Hearn does great work and he wrote a whole book about it uh, and all that. I'm looking and speaking of birds, there's a pigeon. Did you see my pigeon fiasco over the last few days? No. Oh, okay. yeah. I've seen, yeah, the pigeons that are Oh, my the God. Fire. There's a pigeon looking right. in here at me now in, in, the, in the room. <laughs> I put a little bird feeder up, right? Because I thought, you know, yeah. Maisie would love it. She'd be able to see the birds come in because it's one of these clear plastic ones with a circle on yeah. it. You put it on the window and it's small. It's supposed to be too small for a pigeon get in i was wrong and now the pigeons will not leave and i've got rid of the bird feeder <laughs> and the pigeons are haunting me i want to kill them uh like it's looking in at me now like and it keeps you flying in. if if you if you can document because i've never seen a baby pigeon and i've never seen a dead pigeon like like a dead pigeon a naturally dead pigeon so, <laughs> so there seems to be some elusive beginning and end cycle of of the pigeon life that i've never seen so maybe you could be the first to document that like a shark they've never seen a shark giving birth <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta buy a, a super chance. soaker i'm gonna buy a super soaker apparently that works yeah that's safe yeah and that's a win-win it's everyone every everyone loves a water gun and then <laughs> yeah you know, i'm not gonna kill it but yeah they like they're actually haunting me and then my neighbor called in to say that he went into the toilet and saw a little gray 
tail in the toilet. God. Pushed it with the with the brush for the toilet and it scurried off. It was a rat. So he called Rent Kill and they came out and they caught it. And basically the rat was getting up his waste pipe for his toilet, climbing upstairs. So, yeah. I saw you post about this. Oh no, I'm oh sorry. My God. I'm sorry. That is sorry. just nightmare fuel. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was need told to... I was told when I was like seven that there was like a, some story of a snake climbing up like a drain mm. or whatever like that. And mm. from seven to about twenty five, I looked in, like deep into the bowl of every time <laughs> of, a, of a toilet every time I sat down. And this new one with the rat has made me look again. And I was doing I was doing great for a while. So thanks for that. There is a solution. I'm about to ring them today. They come out and they put these rat flaps in, rat trap things. And basically, if there's a rat in there, it can get out, but it can't get back in. So it opens one way and not the other. And they're, and they're steel, so they can't chew through them. So I'm, I'm ringing them today to come out. I don't, we haven't had any, but there's a shitload of building work going on around us. So I'm aware mm. that they're, they're about. And, and uh, I really do not want to. I hate, like, I would have, give me a tarantula. Give me a snake really? all day, every day. Give me a rat. No, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, they terrify me. So that was my, yeah, this feckin' pigeon will not leave me alone. <laughs> but anyway, Tony, you're a gentleman. I really appreciate you uh, uh, take, thanks, brother. taking the time to have a chat. And it's great to see you again. Uh, an old school friend. And I, know, I had, I worked with your brother. Did I ever tell you that? In Centra? Yeah, for about two weeks. And, uh, oh, man, that place. I, I, I hated that place. The lads are sound. <laughs> te- te- Terry, Terry and, and, and Andy were there. I remember my first day I went in and he put me in the the guy who owned it put me in the stock room and it was he was like yeah. put a, put away that delivery and I'm like I've literally just I've never done this I'm, I'm just yeah. walked into it. I'm a smart guy like I learn pretty quickly and I was yeah. like right grand look I'll just get on with it. it took me about an hour and I put everything away the boxes all over the place there was no organization and then he yeah. comes in and starts giving out being like Andy'd have that done in half an hour I'm like Andy's been working here for three years <laughs> And I was like, I, how are you expecting to do that in half an hour? This literally was my first day. And then, uh, and uh, the, I only last about two weeks, but I had great crack with the lads, with your brother and with Terry. And then uh, they loved it. They just like, they, were they just, loved like, it. Yeah. Their mates. Like, yeah, was, like yeah. that was like Kevin Smith's clerks, the two of them just working there, you know, yeah. all the lads. But yeah, they had yeah. a great time. I, I, and I, I remember one day I rang and I'd sorted with one of the lads uh, to cover my shift because I got trials for like Shamrock Rovers. And I was like, I need to go, I need to go play oh, these nice. trials. And, uh, and your man was like, no, you can't go. And I was like, I'm, I'm not ringing for permission. I'm ringing you to tell you I'm doing Sunday and he's doing Saturday. We just swapped. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. It's courtesy call. And he's like, no, I want you to do the Saturday. I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be there on Saturday. He's going to be there. <laughs> and I was like, well, look, I'll, dro- I'll throw your jumper back down. Let's let's forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I heard stories about him. Yeah, yeah. Was right. this when you were rocking your, your, your fringe? My long blonde your sexy, hair. Your sexy fringe. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. Yeah, mm. you were like 10,000. Uh, thirsty girls following me on MySpace, I recall. <laughs> the top 16. Was that yeah, Bebo you, or was MySpace? I don't know. I remember you were one of the first lads with like a digital camera or whatever. So you had like some pretty good snaps of yourself up online. Did I? You know, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I mean, like a sexy dude. No, oh, thanks. <laughs> One of my well, Game one of my other Game. memories, one of my other memories of you. We're going off topic. It was it was at the afters of uh, Gary Brady's wedding, and you came in with a stack of fifty euro notes. I think with your <laughs> yeah. face printed on them. Yeah. I just like flipping them around as I see all these old women trying to pick up f- f- fake fifty, 50 euro yeah, notes. 50 after. Euro notes. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't even anyway. invited to the actual wedding ceremony. You just showed up for that. Yeah, you brought the fun. Anyway, thanks, Tony. Really appreciate. Cheers, it. brother. I'll Thank talk you, to you man. again soon. Yeah, cheers, man. Take care. 
Hi, I am just going to pause the podcast for a second to talk to you about some sponsors of the Crazy House Prices podcast. This episode is sponsored by Daft.ie. Daft is Ireland's number one property portal. Daft has the most properties available for sale and rent and is the preferred national property website amongst consumers in Ireland. So Daft.ie's core vision is to make buying, selling and renting property better for everyone in Ireland. So Daft's mission is to simplify each step of every property transaction in the Irish market to make buying, selling and renting in Ireland simple. That's why Daft.ie build innovative tools like Offers by Daft, an online real-time offers platform that provides never-before-seen transparency for the Irish consumer when buying a home. Are you looking to buy? Maximize your chances of finding your dream home by visiting Daft.ie, Ireland's number one property website. August Shine, Lahai, an episode shut of the Crazy House Prices podcast. I loved chatting to Tony. I could talk to him all day, and I'm sure you enjoyed that one. Tony has his own podcast, as I mentioned, the Tony Cantwell Hit Show, and he also has a Patreon where he does extra episodes. I've been a patron of his for a long time now, and I highly recommend listening to his podcast and supporting his Patreon. In fact, if there is anyone whose content you enjoy and they have a way of supporting them, you should do that because I just think it's a fantastic system based on being sound and by being sound you get to support the person whose free content you do enjoy and as always a special thank you to our sponsors and to my own patrons for supporting the podcast and my instagram page if you're looking to buy a home in ireland i have wonderful news for you my book is done it is being printed and it's now available to pre-order and it will be officially released at the end of march you can pre-order it by following the link in the episode description or by checking out the link in my Instagram bio or if you're listening after March 2023 then it will be available to buy wherever you get your books so thank you for listening August Slongafold